Hi there, and welcome to Junwag with me, Mike Claverick. It's been a while. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been so busy. I've been doing a lot of travel in the last couple of months. Hopefully, that's sort of going to get a bit more manageable. But I look back uh, through my records, and it turned out that it was almost a month since the last Junwag. So I've really sort of dropped the ball, as they say. Uh, so I'm picking up the ball and starting again. Uh, with me today, I've got a chap I first met at the Toronto V-Mug, but you're about to hear his dulcet tones, and uh, those of you who are watching the video can see him already. Uh, Angelo, can you introduce yourself to uh, everybody listening in, please? Sure, and, and thanks for the invite on the Chinwag, Mike. Uh, I, really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy watching them. Um, my name is Angelo Chani. I am a um, virtualization administrator, Windows administrator, in the financial industry here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I understand that you are very active in the sort of VMUG side of things, which is going to be probably one of our big topics today when we were chatting. So, what's your VMUG activity like? That's right, Mike. I'm the uh, Toronto VMUG leader and Silicon Valley, uh, let's say, contributor now. They have a, they finally found a, a team down there uh, led by Manjeet and um, it's it, it they're a great great group of guys down there so I, I contribute here and there with um, ideas and and uh, you know thoughts on on how to uh, move, move the vmug along so it took somebody all the way from uh, Canada Toronto to get the Silicon Valley guys to step up to the plate did it yeah it, you know and and I, you know I, I love doing it that's why I wanted to still uh, be part of it um, you know, I would do it for years. Uh, it's just, it's great atmosphere down there, great people. Um, you're right in the heart of things, so it's really exciting. So before we step into the chat proper, I understand that you, um, you've you got a little project to promote and tell everybody about this uh, virtual design master thing. Tell us all about that, and uh, people who are interested, what's the URL they should visit? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, a friend and I, uh, Eric uh, Wright, uh, otherwise known as Disco Posse on Twitter, uh, wanted to put together a, a competition for the community, uh, sort of modeled after um, some of those food shows, uh, food competition type shows where they, they you know, uh, uh, and The Apprentice, uh, Donald Trump, The Apprentice, where you, you, you are challenged and there's judges that judge your, your submissions. Um, it's an exciting, it's an exciting competition for people that don't do design every day but have a passion for design in their day-to-day -day jobs because I know a lot of us uh, admins are, I'm not going to say stuck in just administration, but that's our main focus day-to-day -day is administration. And we want to give those people a chance to, to get their feet wet in, in, in design. So we have a great group of judges, um, yourself, Chris Wall, Josh Atwell, and Scott Lowe that will be judging eight competitors on a series of competitions that we will put together. Um, it's it's going to be open to the entire, it's open to the entire community. Uh, we'll, we'll be broadcasting it over Google uh, Hangouts and it will ultimately end up, uh, we'll ultimately end up crowning the Virtual Design Master at uh, VMworld. So uh, for, for, for those interested, uh, they can go to uh, virtualdesignmaster.com. I was going to say, if it's modeled on The Apprentice and these cooking shows, will we be expecting people to give us 110% or will that not be good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mike. 
Because all those shows, people say, I'm going to give it 110%, and I'm like, oh, no. Not another person is going to give it 110%. Yeah, yeah. I used to say, well, um, when I used to be an instructor, I used to say there are situations where a virtual machine could use more than 100% of CPU. If it's got two CPUs and it gets 101% from one and, you know, 100% from the other, it's going to get more than 100%. And I used to say, but, you know, we, we don't live in the world of The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People say, I'm going to give it 110% all the time, you know. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're not firing anybody, so we're not, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but but it's going to be an exciting event. We're really looking forward to it. And hopefully um, after the success of this year, we'll, there'll be multiple years where we'll do this. So we're really excited. Maybe in the future you could have it like a live show, just like, and you could be the Donald Trump figure if you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but Mike, I do want to mention. I want to thank you for your uh, community, uh, you specifically for your community work. No, no, really, your community work. <laughs> no, your, you'll give me a big oh, head if people keep on thanking me all the time. Yeah, and your community involvement. Um, uh, you know, uh, when we reached out to the judges, every judge said yes right away. There wasn't a, a, a person that, that said, oh, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Everyone said yes right away. So we're, you know, we don't want to let the judges down. We don't want to let the community down. So we're, we're really going to work hard on this. All right, cool. So um, let's step into the, the main sort of discussion. And I have a feeling, actually, that this particular chat is going to be about one topic, which is the, the VMUG, uh, given that it's, you know, uh, both close to our hearts in, in similar and different ways. But we have got some other topics lined up in case we run dry uh-huh. like that sure. happens on a chin wag um but um not to go on about it too much but i, I recently did a, a blog post called v mugging it was given that name just to try and get people's interest really it was like nothing to do with mugging people at v mugs but i figured if you're if you go to a v mug have you v mugged if you're taking part in a v mug are you v mugging so it's just that my tendency to make words out of things but I guess the overall post was about how do we drive up more contributions from the users of the user group. I'm always a bit wary of the term user because it's sometimes a term of abuse in our industry. So I've sometimes used the word members, the membership of the user group, as opposed to, to users. Um, and one idea, and it didn't come from me, it came from Duncan Epping actually responding to that post, was about having some sort of mentoring program. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Angelo, do you think we need a mentoring program to bring new speakers on from the community, uh, you know, bring members forward, or can we do it in a more informal way? What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I, I really like your article really touched the chord with me. Uh, Duncan's, Epping, uh, Duncan's uh, comments were right on. Um, I think, I don't think they're... I don't think a formal um, mentoring program needs to be established, but I think I think the v, local VMUG members should do their best to reach out to their to their membership. I know in in my my case, every every meeting I always make an appeal to the to the membership on whether they would like to step up and do a presentation. Um, and I offer, uh, in, in particular, my services. I offer my time, and I'll, you know, I'll say like, I'll, I'll sit down with you. I'll put, I'll help you put together the, the, um, the, the slides. I'll help you organize your thoughts. Let's, let's do this over coffee. Let's, let's do this uh, over lunch. So I do make, I do make an appeal every, um, every V mug, and it, it's important that um, 
it's important that you you, you help your your membership along because I know a lot of people for some reason I think it's it's the fear of public speaking and I know I know you mentioned in your post about you know getting up in front of smaller groups and then getting up in front of the bigger groups it's a, sort of a different different dynamic um, but but you know we really need to as VMUG, local VMUG leaders we really need to reach out to our membership, encourage them, give them tools, give them, you know, whether it's a PowerPoint template or something to help them um, want to present. Mm -hmm. um, I also offer, I also offer my community um, a spot on our blog. If, if, if they don't have a blog, but they're interested in blogging, I offer um, an open spot on our blog to be a guest uh, blogger on it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to help sort of move, move, move get them started in, more active in the community that way. I, I, I don't see in my case. I try my best not to have 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 our membership just be faces in the seats. I really want to build a relationship with 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 the membership and help them achieve what they want to achieve. Mm. Uh, there's been a number of people in the, the London user group who stepped up to the plate uh, in the last year or two, and what I've really been struck by is how it's I wouldn't say changed them. But people who were initially a bit lacking in confidence have grown. And it's not only grown them from a professional perspective. I've sort of seen them change almost on a personal level. They're much more confident uh, in the way they handle themselves with, with people. So I sometimes wonder whether, you know, getting up and standing up in front of a group, it just aids your confidence generally in, in life. I mean, I don't necessarily mean that translates into all your personal aspects of life but in terms of the kind of interaction you have with people say at the bar after the bean mug these people are much more kind of gregarious than they perhaps used to be I, don't, I must admit I think when I first started being an instructor in my early 20s I was a little bit shy and nervous I know that probably sounds a bit difficult to imagine now but I sometimes wonder by the very act of presenting the actual process of doing that has actually made me a more confident person when I'm dealing even with a group of four or five people so I, I wonder whether there is a more kind of a personal development, personal growth that can come from this, not just a, a professional thing at, at the same time. Yeah, it, uh, I, I think you're right, Mike. And I've also, um, I'm also starting to hear um, from from different employers asking asking potential candidates, uh, what presentations have you done? Um, has it been recorded? Can we can we you know can, where can we watch it? So. Um, like you said, as you as you progress and develop, um, these these um, presentations and getting up in front of audience, these are tactical things or strategic things that that can help you in the future, uh, even 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 for for you know uh, uh, getting an, a new job or, or or something like that. So I'm starting to hear a lot a lot more of that. You know, let me see let me see the slides that you've put together. Um, you know, in addition to you know, do you have a blog, etc. So yeah, no, you're you're right, Mike. It's 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 something that people need to overcome, and and, and I'm uh, I'm sure over time people will once they you know when you do your first one, I think people will see, hey, that that wasn't so bad. Let, let me try it, you know, in the, in the next VMUG, etc. So, I mean, I, I wonder whether there are other things that stop people coming up front, not just the oh, I don't not used to speaking in front of people in public. <laughs> What, I mean, when you've asked people to contribute and take part, what what excuses do you hear apart from the, oh, I'm not used to speaking in public? Do the people offer up any other 
uh, get out clauses and other reasons to look at their shoes when, when we were asking people to contribute more? Yeah, I, I typically hear two different, um, um, I won't say excuses, maybe I should, shouldn't say excuses, but I typically hear Valid two different... Valid reasons, we'll call them. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one is, uh, and, and we, I think we've all uh, heard this one about, well, my, my company, uh, confidential, um, I can't really talk about the architecture, it's too confidential, uh, it needs to get approved by my manager, etc. Okay, fine. Let's put something generic up on the, uh, you know, at the VMUG and let's talk about maybe something, maybe not necessarily that you're dealing with today, but maybe something that um, you're, you're looking at implementing down the road. And you don't really need to, to go into detail about your current environment, but, but get, you know, uh, lay out a plan for the f what you want to do in the future, for example, end user computing, maybe VM, something to do with view. You know, lay that out. Um, get feedback from the people in the room. And, um, it, you know, it, it'll only improve your design in the future. The other, the other, thing, I, the, the other thing that I hear a, a lot of is, aside from, um, you know, uh, confidential, uh, people, feel, people feel like they don't want to be, they don't want to be, they don't want, they don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm putting it in the wrong way, but they, they, sometimes people don't feel like they want to feel like they're the smartest person in the room. Mm. And then if, if they go up and present and, and it kind of, you know, uh, what is the what is the membership going to think of this? Is this is, you know, uh, maybe my challenges aren't as big as your challenges. And I'm dealing with maybe, you know, like a, a two host uh, environment where you're dealing with a 50 host environment. Maybe no one will want to hear about that, you know, but but. I think it's important to get out there, talk about it, um, you know, get feedback from the guys with the 50 hosts, you know, see what you can learn from that in, in terms of maybe scaling your environment or um, uh, adding new features to your environment. Mm. I think what's interesting about that is when people come to VMUGs, I think maybe sometimes think that everybody's got this much larger system and it's enterprise and it's suddenly, oh, I've got this little thing and I feel so less like it's such a big deal. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is that the vast majority of the people who attend VMUGs actually work for SMBs, not large enterprises. And what draws them to the event is because they're a smaller operation. They can't get to VMworld and they can't get to the larger events, but they can get to a, a local group and learn from people. And then the other aspect of it, I think some aspect of that is, if you work in an SMB, there's not always a huge amount of resources for training so you learn from other people and you, and the people in the VMUG become a kind of network of people that you can tap onto and say hey anybody seen this problem before how do I resolve it um, and that sometimes you get a much better or more richer feedback from people when you've got a personal relationship with them than going on a forum and saying hey I've got this problem and and then people saying is it this and you know it's totally unrelated to your your issue maybe there's a kind of peer support that comes out of a, a vmug um, and you shouldn't be intimidated the one thing i said in that post was i often feel um presenting is a bit like i don't know uh singing on stage or um being in a talent contest or something like that you think the audience will be hanging on every word looking for something to, to catch you out on but actually, I found in, in VMUGs, the actual audience is willing you, willing you to do well, especially if you're not from a big vendor, where they kind of sort of sit back and say, okay, 
impresses. When it's just you talking about your environment, you kind of want that person to do really well because he's he's one of yours, he's one of your gang. Uh, not one of these vendors who are really there to try and sell you a product or sell you some wares. They're there to honestly just tell you their experience. So I think it, the analogy is, you know, when you're watching somebody uh, performing and they're an amateur, uh, you really want them to do well, you want them to sing yeah. well. You don't actually want them to sing badly and you're not looking for things going wrong. You're going, ah, they made that note brilliant. <laughs> you know, yeah. for that. So I think maybe the, the fear factor might be of, of, of being judged, but actually I think very often the Vima group is much more supportive than that of, of independents and people who are doing it for real. They tend to be a little bit more not uh, more skeptical when it's a vendor because they're cautious about whether the vendor is going to make a claim they can't substantiate or whether it's going to be a product pitch rather than a technical pitch. So when somebody stands up and says, I work for a X and Y and we've suddenly deployed this particular software and this is my experience of it, then people are really keen, hoping to learn little gotchas and gems of information that you know maybe the vendor doesn't tell you about. I don't know. Is that is that something you th- people should be thinking of when they're presenting? You're you're right on, Mike. Two, you know your two points are right on. Number one, I, I'm finding that our V Mug is made up of. SMBs, and I hear that all the time from from the community members because we we'll, we may bring in a large vendor who is more geared to uh, larger enterprises, and I'll hear it from the me- membership saying, you know, I'm more of an SMB. That that it was great to hear that, great to hear about that technology, but I need something a little more scaled down for for an SMB. So so you're bang on there, right, right on. Um, yeah, you know, I I I, I agree I agree with 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 your comments. I mean. Uh, we need to we need we need to work more with 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 the membership. We really need to um, you, need, you need to hear more from them. I mean, we have a lot of bloggers uh, uh, in our community, and and they do like you said, they do encourage when we have a member go up and present. I can see the tweets uh, regarding uh, a community member uh, presenting from our bloggers. They're more encouraging tweets. You know, uh, oh great, great. Um, Great slide, great, um, great setup, and then when we when we do have you know uh, uh, spot vendors that may sort of go off to off top, not off topic, sort of off the um, the the um, uh, sort of usability type um, uh, slides, we'll, we'll see our we'll see our bloggers you know start being a little more tougher <laughs> on those those folks in their tweets so I, I really I do see that so it's it's it's, it's an interesting contrast and, and you're right you know we want to support our own um, and we want to encourage them we want them to do well so you're absolutely right I think the the last thing to sort of top and tail this particular discussion about mentoring and how do we encourage people is um, we've had some sessions done where the feedback has come after the PowerPoint and I did without mentioning any names, quite detailed feedback with somebody on their particular presentation because they came to me and said, will you give me feedback? And um, I, I said to him afterwards, you know, it would have been brilliant if we could have done this before they did, they did the presentation. So the feedback post is kind of great for somebody who does the same presentation over and over again at many different places like I do. But for some of our membership, it might be the one and only time they do that presentation, if ever again. They may reuse it out of there. So it's really a one-shot one chance that they get to get it right. And in that kind of situation, probably pre-preparation and pre-feedback, 
if that's a word you can have, pre-feedback, um, is a feed forward rather than feedback, um, is probably more valuable because, I mean, I do presentations and I, I spoke to Duncan and some of the guys after the Milan mug. what did you think of what I was doing? And a couple of them said, this is, this is a distraction now and you've got too much content. And I just went in and made edits right that were telling me. To the, but knowing yeah. that the next time I present, that slide will be adjusted accordingly. Because I know if I don't do it straight away, I'll come around to that presentation again and I'll deliver it in the same way. But yeah. for, for a presentation which might only happen once or twice, it's probably the, the, the forward kind of looking is probably more important than the feedback because, you know, by the time you get feedback, it's, it, it's done with. So. Yeah, yeah. If I could add one last thing sure. to this, Mike, um, you know, and I know it's mentioned a lot on Twitter late, uh, recently or, or lately, but, you know, if, if you are submitting a, a, a session to VMworld and it's your first time or, 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 or maybe your second time, the VMUGs are a great place to get up and test drive your presentation, uh, get a feel for whether the content is relevant. Uh, whether it's too much, too long, too short, you know, it, it's it's a great way to to help refine your VM world um, presentation. So uh, just just something for people to to consider. I know two of my presentations that I've submitted this year come from VM presentations I've been mm -hmm. doing, and I, I've been able to say and well received around <laughs> different locations. Yeah, that's great. But the other one is hey, I haven't done it to VMUG, and now I'm thinking I'm submitting this to VMWorld, but I haven't done it at VMUG yet. I should write this and do it at a VMUG and offer it amongst my list of things that I do for the VMUGs. These are the different presentations I offer them and put those slides together. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is a kind of separate strand, is your experience of putting on these larger events. Now, I think the first time I went to Toronto was for your. I think last year, maybe the year before, the big kind of uh, event in uh, Toronto that you, that you run yearly. I mean, before we step into any specifics, do you do, do you have any experiences that you could share with perhaps other VMUG leaders listening in? You know, the the sort of experiences of putting on the bigger events because I I know they've been happening in North America for some time, but in Europe, about only two or three of those larger events have run before. And yes, we get support from the global VMUG, etc. But it's always nice to know it from the the VMUG leader's perspective, any sort of lessons learned or things to be wary of? Yeah, one key, uh, maybe two points here. Uh, number one, one, one key, key item I found is for your keynote, have a community speaker uh, present. So in our case here in Toronto, we had you, Mike, at our first one, and that one was, uh, you know, beyond well received it was people still talk about that oh. just that no and, and and i mean that because they just it was refreshing to hear from uh someone well known in the community um talk about relevant topics re to, to to things that people are dealing with every day mm -hmm. and then uh this year we had nick weaver oh, okay. and and he really uh you know when i introduced him i said folks this guy's transformative and, and I, you know, I, I looked, I looked into the crowd about uh, 500 people, and I could see everyone kind of like, oh, what's this guy talking about? This guy's transformative. Let me tell you, when his when his uh, session when his uh, keynote was was done, people wanted to hear more from him, and they, they you know, it's like their eyes opened up and said, yeah, th yeah, this is great, puppet and automation, and this is just super. This is great. This is what we want to hear more of. Needless to say, you know, in in the feedback. 
post presentation and the feedback, he got uh, the highest rating for for a session. So, so, so that's so I would I would encourage. Um, um, a, 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 a community member to speak if not local find someone larger in the community that will draw people in um, the second thing is and I think you met, you mentioned this uh, in your your uh, blog post um, single track multi-track um, I'm in favor of a multi-track um, uh, setup it's just because I want to ensure I, I cover um, a broad range of um, people because as I mentioned earlier we have a lot of SMBs but we do have the the larger enterprises too so I wanna I wanna ensure and when we do the planning for for uh, session topics I really do I review last year's see sort of where we scored high scored low and I do do our I do I try to do our best to to, to have a broad range to meet the, the you know that that sort of spectrum of people that that we anticipate will will come because Quite frankly, you know, we get people there that are new to virtualization, all the way up to uh, people that have have you know four thousand uh, VMs. So, uh, so I uh, so so community uh, get a community member, and you know, it. Uh, I, I suggest a multi track just to meet that 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 spectrum of people. But uh, those are the two things I would offer to um, to to VMUG leaders. Sure, I mean now. Multi-track, I think, when you're dealing with these much larger events where it's 500, 600, 700 people, obviously they scale to that. There's the revenue to cover the costs of doing that for the sponsors and so on. Yeah. My cat has just jumped up on the windowsill and scared the life out of me. Um, you just sit there and don't do anything. It sometimes drives me a bit mad. But, uh, yes, I was going to say um, that scales to a larger event. When, when the Toronto group meets on a more monthly or I don't know how frequently, month quarterly, um, do you still do multi-track or is it a smaller event where you're all in the same room? Do you break out into two tracks? Because often the, um, the, um, the user conferences can have three or four tracks running simultaneously. How does that scale for the, for the more regular events? Yeah, we, we meet quarterly, and we usually have a, a it's a single track or a themed event. So it could be end user computing, could be hybrid cloud, could be um, you know uh, uh, monitoring tools for your 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 vSphere environment. So and and you know we haven't seen um, membership drop off in any of those because I think people still want to get together, even though the the topic may not be um, pressing for them at the moment. People still want to get together, chat, talk about what's happening, and um, hear about the, the latest technologies uh, that are out there. So, and I think you also you also had in your blog post about having a community a community. I forgot the the, the title of it. I but think I just called it a community track. Yeah, community. Yeah. So I'm. Tr I'd like to try and. For next year, I'd like to try and squeeze in a few more community. Uh, well, squeeze in a few more uh, local, like for example, Eric Wright. Kind of squeeze these local uh, bloggers in mm. to a uh, to a session, and so they could talk about their environment. And just to see, I might test drive it next year, just to get a sense of uh, how it appeals to people. So that's something um, I'm looking at. I must admit, it wasn't my idea, this community track. It was something I saw um, at last year's uh, UK um, Wide VMUG, which, uh, which was our second one. Um, there was a community track. And what I liked about it was it kind of ring-fenced a, ring a 
a certain number of uh, amount of time really and space that those events could actually go into and I must admit being kind of community person I, I was I, I spoke in the community track even though I just joined VMware didn't I wasn't talking about VMware technology specifically more about my own lab experiences um, but I stayed in that community track and just helped support and you know bring people in and I didn't go to any of the vendor presentations not even the VMware ones I just stayed in the community track room and you know and was there because I think it's an important aspect of the the user group to preserve obviously because it's yeah. a user group um, but I think what what inspired me to write that was a little bit of anxiety about the larger events if you don't have some sort of community track or designate so many slots to be presented by community or independent people you run the risk of it being a vendor event and there being no user submissions at all which i think would be a shame and i guess you used to be able to say well we had mike present but you know if i'm honest i represent vmware now so you can't really bring mike in and say oh well there's the community representative because i'm still really re i'm representing a vendor um, yeah. you know although i present in a independent way i think it should be still that the person you know that track should be the membership that's presenting not vendors sort of scooting in and doing stuff i don't know how idealistic we need to be about it as long as the content isn't pushing or about a particular technology but about some sort of real world experience but i think it was an, an attempt to sort of ring fence them a little bit to, to keep that preserved if you like as a you know a, a something that we value yeah and i think you know as as vmug leaders with these larger events we do have to balance um um, because there is a cost to these events, so we do need to balance uh, sort of the, the revenue that comes in with the size of the event. Um, um, you know, if you have fewer sponsored sessions, you, you, you know, you'll bring in less money, you may not be able to provide um, a, a larger room, uh, a decent venue for your, for your membership. So you do have to balance it, but I agree, I mean, if we can if we can sort of find a way to have more uh, community members uh, present in sessions uh, you know that's that's the overall goal I mean uh, we really want to hear from from our own people on what they're how they're how they're winning how they're succeeding uh, with uh, with their environments okay so I've got another, one more last topic within uh, this kind of VMUG discussion that we're having and something that's come to mind. And I've made a note of it here so I don't forget it, which is we were talking about the things that sort of might put people off speaking in public. And I guess when you speak in public, you then are saying something in a public domain. And there's a, a worry or concern about that going outside of the little room that you're speaking to onto a wider forum. Um, I'm not sure whether we need this yet, but I wondered whether you guys had ever thought of potentially having some sort of media policy that controls or at least has a statement about, you know, whatever you say here is in the public domain and, you know, you can't uh, stop that from going out. Or if a vendor wants to speak about something which might be uh, futures, rather than getting people to say you have to sign an NDA, that person being able to say this is a private presentation and it's just between the people in this room and it should go no further. Do you think we need anything like that yet or am I being a bit 
control freakery. We need a policy. Is that something that is is something that I, the BMUG leaders or the BMUG needs to think about yet? Yeah, no, it was an interesting uh, topic you had on your post because in, in, in my, my case, I haven't been subject to um, sort of any press or, or um, anything, uh, folks like that coming to our event and then um, going back and reporting out on how the event was. Mm -hmm. So I, I found that, you know, media policy, I found that interesting topic to sort of chew on for a little bit. You know, it's something to think about because you're right, I could see how, I could see how someone says something in a presentation and then maybe someone might go out and report it in, in a different way or, or report something maybe that they weren't supposed to report on. So yeah, I mean that that's what you know, that's interesting. Whether that's part of the part of the sign up um, registration, part of you know, up front so people know up front as they, they register that you know, some of this uh, maybe cannot be discussed or, 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 or needs to be controlled. Yeah, but it's something I think we need to um, maybe begin to look at. It, 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 was, it was an interesting um, topic. Sure. I think there's a couple of aspects, isn't it, is that you want to promote the VMUG and get more people to attend. So if a blogger writes about a presentation, you don't, you don't really want to stop bloggers from communicating. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting in the UK after all the debacles that we've had with the, the press recently I don't know whether this came across the water the government wants to re-examine the way the press reports on things but the, what they're having to do is put a clause in to say that if you're a blogger then these rules don't apply otherwise the same rules that apply to the national media the big presses would apply to a guy writing a blog post and wow. those are quite different constituents but if a blogger writes about something and then the mass media picks up on it, what happens there? So it's, it, it is a complicated thing and I don't want you know it to be like a, a burden to anybody. I think part of me made me think about it was I know some of the, the VMUGs are now starting to get quite expensive AV into their environments and they're videoing, they're recording it, they're making that available on their own private domains for members who couldn't attend. My only worry is, is that well, what's to stop me coming in with a camcorder and recording yeah. it and getting it on YouTube before you've had a chance to do any post-production work? And yeah, the quality might be a bit iffy, but it's a bit of a spoiler in some respects. So, you know, do we say that people can or cannot record uh, sessions at a VMUG? I guess if it's a regular um, local event, you probably wouldn't care that much. But if it's your big national event or statewide event that you've spent a lot of money on, having somebody come in with a a tripod and a microphone and a boom mic and go, hello, um, uh, ah, ah, sorry, we've paid for AV guys to do all this yeah. for us and you're undermining that effort. It was that kind of thing I was also thinking of, not just the somebody could report what I say and it goes yeah. off public. So uh, do you yeah. do any recording at the uh, your, your big events yet or is that so, not something that you've thought of yet? Yeah, uh, we haven't yet. Uh, we were going to this year, but um, some things didn't happen as quickly as we we hoped. Uh, that, you know, on our part. Mm -hmm. But I know um, there have there have been some discussions on VMUG leader uh, forums about you know what are the best tools to record um, you know sessions at these larger events because I think it is I think it is um, important for people that uh, maybe registered and couldn't make it out to to watch the um, a few sessions or at least the keynotes mm. um, 
you know, we 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 were thinking about, and we might do this next year. We we're thinking about actually uh, live streaming the keynotes, but we want to be careful because we don't actually want to take away from the event. So we, you know, we we don't want to see a, a decline in in attendance because part of the fun of these events is actually everyone being there. You know, everyone kind of struggling at the buffet to grab the last uh, tomato. You know, um, it's it's part of the fun, and, and you know. Um, so 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 we will be we will record we will try to um, stream I think at least one keynote next year. Um, it's something uh, that I know a lot of other uh, VMUG leaders are are discussing and talking about. So it's on the radar. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it comes to streaming, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Which I mean, having camcorders and mics and stuff like that's quite difficult. Um, I'm surprised not more people just don't put uh, a Camtasia or ScreenFlow onto the laptop that the person's presenting with and just capture the presentation straight off the, the screen. And if you are mic'd up or within distance of the podium, the mic of the, of the actual laptop that you're dealing with could be another mic there and it would just record it that way. But um, I was talking to Craig Waters about him doing some recording for the Melbourne VMO before they had an event. And I said, why not just record, you know, screen grab the, the, the stuff and then it's already on the laptop. You buffer it up and then stick it onto YouTube or wherever. It, it, I think it could probably be a kind of double-edged thing, this media thing, because I was speaking at the Melbourne VMO and there happened to be somebody from the register who watched the presentation and very gratefully, he wrote up uh, what I was talking about and put it on the register. And then wow. CRN and some others picked it up. And I was like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Broke through to the mass media. And so I was emailing my boss, so this is what I did. And by the way, I got onto this website today, you know, and it was like a little bit of a... So sometimes you want that if that's what you're seeking. Sometimes yeah. you don't want it if you're not seeking it. So I guess it depends on, you know, any vendor who says something at a VMUG, which then went on to a big media site would be overjoyed with the, the click throughs and the responses. But I guess it's different if you're a, a user, but you know, that that's just my view. The other thing I was thinking about was, you know, our early discussion about what people could talk about. You don't have to talk about specifics. You can talk about, you know, how we implemented view in our environment and the challenges we had and a kind of more business focused. I think maybe there's an opposite direction of that, which is if you go absolutely tunnel visioned about a particular technical configuration and setup and what has to be done to make that work, it can get so specific that it ends up really being not about your organization at all and everything to do with the software that you're trying to work. So one of my sessions that I've submitted is about using the Edge Gateway firewall, uh, DNAT, to gain access into a VMware view environment and load balance it as well. And yeah, there's going to be IP addresses in there, but I can just rub them out yeah. or put yeah. vanilla IP, you know, one, two, yeah. three, four, you know. But it's so narrowly technical in its topic, nobody would really be able to know what my implementation was, DS names or any of that kind of stuff. So sometimes with it, either you go very, very general that it, applies to any organization or any large organization or you go very very specific such that it becomes a technical presentation which only people who know the technology kind of well or are technically minded would follow and be of interest to it wouldn't give any business details away as such and the only angle that makes my presentation different is 
I'm using the Edge Gateway to do the load balancing rather than, you know, Big IPF5 or some Cisco yeah. load balancer. And it's a kind of new thing that not many people will have will have done. And if it's VMware yeah. technologies, maybe that will give me an extra tick in the book, you know, yeah. when they can yeah. to approve these sorts of sessions. So I guess very, very specific could be an angle that somebody could take, do you think? Absolutely. Um, you know, um, the way, you know, part of the VMUG, uh, part of the VMUG is to help um, other members with, with their designs. I, at least that's what I believe. So, you know, if, if, you, went, if you wanted to present a specific design, you, you, you can make an appeal to the membership saying, look, I'm looking for you. Like, this is what we're, this is what I'm thinking about deploying, designing. I'm looking for your feedback on if any of you have worked with, an, you know, like an F5 or, or something, you know, for your feedback on how best I can implement this. And this is what I'm thinking. And, and you can make it, you know, you can make it, you can make it like a, um, a whiteboard session, um, uh, you know, for 30 minutes or so. And, and I think, I think what you'll find is you as the presenter will be doing less speaking and more listening as the membership is doing all the speaking to you. So that kind of should make it a little easier for you as you present. But yeah, no, specific is, is, is good, is good as well. Mm. I've got this friend in, in Wales who's been doing, uh, a PhD for some time and she's got her uh, a Viva coming up which you know is presenting in front of academics her research and of course she's a bit nervous about it and who wouldn't be because you know the the academics are gonna look at it but I said to her two things that by the time you get to the Viva they pretty know that you you know your stuff the yeah. Viva is a, a kind of informal way of really finding that out rather than just reading what's in the PhD but I said the other thing is that your PhD is so narrowly focused. Probably only you and the planet know anything about this. Yeah. Thing. And you will know more about this particular topic than any of the three academics together who have their own little narrow world of research. Or if they are more broader, are so general that they only know like a little bit of a few things. So I said you should go into the Viva, not wowed by these people. You're going to tell them yeah. this is how it works. Um, because you've done all that kind of research. So, I mean, personally, the, the presentation about view and the Edge Gateway, I have no fears about presenting it because I've sat there and typed in the IP addresses yeah. and seen it not work and then gone in and changed the IP address and seen it work. Well, that yeah. experience, nobody can trump that really, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've done a little bit of work with uh, big IPF5 a while ago. So I've got something to compare it to, you know. So this is how it's done here, but you might find in such and such environments, it's, it's another thing. But I wonder, the other thing I was thinking about this sort of narrow thing is a lot of people who do come to the VMUG's blog, they may not be a really big blogger who gets, you know, yeah. thousands of hits. But I've often said to people, look at your blog. The last three blog posts that you've done there's a presentation in that. Yeah. When you write up a, a short blog post, it very often has to either be very, very narrow or it has to be like, I've had this particular issue and I resolved it this way. But it doesn't get to tell the whole story of how you came to be in that position, what decisions made you end up being in that position, why you couldn't just do X, like everybody said, because if you did X, then Y would break. Yeah. So I wonder whether we could uh, suggest that for the members who do have blogs, Look at your last 10 blog posts or maybe the top 10 blog posts that you've got, the ones that get the most hits. 
and use those as as a potential session at Avimog. What do you think? Oh yeah, that's 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 great. I mean, um, that's a great way to see what's sort of what's trending out there. I mean, um, if 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 you have a particular blog post that you wrote maybe three months ago, but it's 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 your highest rated post, that might be something that other uh, members in the community are challenged with as well, and they and people want to hear about. It. That blog post is the foundation for your presentation, where you can you can expand on it, get into more detail, uh, offer up more resources to the community, um, and, and things like that. In in our case, um, we, we're uh, in the middle of redesigning our um, our blog, um, sort of making it a little more community focused, with um, a lot more options for the community in terms of forums and things like that. So I'm sort of expecting uh, a lot more activity on our blog and 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 uh, areas where people can you know talk about and generate ideas for for presentations. So yeah, you're right. It, uh, look at your past uh, blog posts. See see which ones are highly rated, and I'm sure you can you can put together um, a presentation from that. And reach out to the leader who can. Who can help you put put something together? You know, uh, maybe a thirty minute presentation, maybe a fifteen with fifteen minutes of questions. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be a forty five minute presentation. No, I mean that's something I've said to people frequently. You can make the members sessions much shorter, like half an hour, for example. I know they've they've had some success with that in some of the VMUGs in the UK. And I say to people, the first ten minutes is you introducing yourself and telling people what the topic is about. The last yeah. 10 minutes is, you know, taking a Q&A and wrapping up and drawing out your conclusions, any questions. And then the bit in the middle is is where the unique content is. So we're not really asking people to present for that long, given that the first 10 and the last 10 is intro and outro. Um, and the other thing I jokingly say is, if you're not very good, you're not on for very long either. Yeah. Whereas if somebody's on, I mean, you must have sat through vendor presentations that are 45 minutes long or an hour long. You just think, oh, God, you know, um, within the first 10 minutes, you know, oh, we're going to have to wait for this guy to be off. So I think sometimes brevity, this might sound strange coming from me, brevity is the soul of wit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keeping it short and sweet and not going on and on and talking too much. And yeah. stopping other people from con. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I had a um, a, a, ven a vendor uh, give a presentation, and and they were they were reading from the slides, and these these were really dense slides, and I was really worried because um, I I was so worried that the membership would be turned off by it that they may not come back for the next VMUG. Mm. You know, I was really concerned because that was not sort of the quality that we wanted to 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 share with the community because it was just reading from these slides and I don't even think the individual looked up at the audience very much or at all. So you really gotta you really gotta watch that. You know, um, you know we, we need we we need we need vendors at at these events to 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 help pay for the venue, etc. Um, and so we do. We do respect that. You really got, but you really got to um, nail down the technical presentation from your your vendors. Sure. I think one thing I'll, I'll end this with a little bit of presenter advice. Two bits of advice that I was given when I first started doing presentations, like even as an instructor, is people always think they won't have enough content. 
So they create yeah. more and more and more and more PowerPoint slides with more and more detail on, and then they find they can't deliver it in the time they've got. I still suffer from this to this day. I still have to create two or three presentations, which are an hour, 45 minutes and a half an hour long, and ruthlessly cut them down to fit into their time. And I'm kind of notorious for going over my time limit. Yeah. The, uh, the Italian Vimo did a really good job on me. They got me to my time limit, and then one of them came off stage and went, get off. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, brilliant, because that's you need to be that firm with somebody like me, because if you give me half an hour, I'll take 45. If you give me 45, I'll take an hour. Give me an hour, I'll be on for an hour. You know, I will always yeah. go overrun. But the other thing, so less is more, I think. But I think the other thing is, you know the guy who was looking down and not yeah. engaging? I think... To be a decent presenter, you've got to be yourself on stage, and just yeah. and and not hide behind a PowerPoint and let a bit of you come across. And that is the hardest thing to do because it's really hard to be on stage and be yourself, um, and not go into presenter mode. And, yeah, and that can itself be a bit off-putting because people know underneath the presenter mode, there's there's this real person there, but they can't yeah. see him because you're. Your presenter mode is getting in the way. And I guess I do that a little bit. You know, I've been schooled on how to present. But I yeah. try and take that away and be me a little bit because then that gives somebody to attach them to. So less is more and just try and be yourself, I think. Uh, yeah, and the other thing I would add to go along with be yourself is use language you're familiar with. Mm. Don't try to, you know, when you're in present presenter mode to use these, you know, language that you're not these big words that you're not really comfortable with because it will get you off track on your presentation because you're think because you're spending more time in your head thinking about these words rather than the content and how to communicate it effectively to the to the membership so so, so use language you're familiar with I always make a joke about being a cloud evangelist. It means I have to talk about flexible on-demand elastic <laughs> computing and on-demand, you know, I just like spiel out as many of the buzzwords as I can because yeah. that, that buzzword bingo, we all know it's, it's kind of a bit, a bit hokum. Well, anyway, yeah. I think we've been on long enough. I knew we wouldn't get to any other topics, but let's face it, talking about the VMUG is, 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 is a good enough topic for a single chinwag. I think we'll have to have you on in a couple of months' time to talk about something that's not VMUG related. Yeah. We'll take that off the table and talk about some other stuff. But thank you very much, Angelo, for your time. I've really appreciated it. Thank you very much, Mike. I enjoyed it.